Another week of the Nat Shift, hon. He's Kevin Ricca. I'm not going down the ocean, but it was a big week. A big week. Week number nine was was fine. Fine with me. Let's see Bryce hit one off the B&O warehouse. That would be awesome. It's, oh. It's hard for me, Ken Marangolo, of First Amendment Sports, to watch, um, you know, these games in Baltimore. So it's easier for me to watch the Nats play Baltimore in Washington because, you know, like so many Nats fans, I, I did grow up uh, loving Camden Yards. Uh, it's a cathedral of the game in many respects, in every respect. Um, and so, uh, and as a, as, you know, as a Redskins fan, as a Cats fan, as a, as a Wizards fan, who, uh, and you take, you take it personally when someone comes to your stadium, you know, all those Philly fans uh, in, in D.C. For, uh, I think, sorry, you got is that a little too loud there for you? No, I wanna, I, I'm trying to listen up to this story here, brother. Okay. I'm, I'm, right. I'm making right. sure this point gets I've, across. I, I feel bad about being a Nationals fan in Camden Yards. If, I feel, I've only, I think, gone to one game in Camden Yards. Might go tomorrow night, uh, but I, you know, I hate... I've always hated it when fans of other teams were in my stadium, and I I feel welcome there. I know I never feel unwelcome, but it's weird for me who sat in those seats in Camden Yards, you know, bleeding orange and black, which I did because I loved them. Uh, but that they weren't my city's team, or my you know my city didn't have a team when I when I rooted for them. Uh, but Camden Yards is, is a sacred you know ground in baseball, and I love seeing the Nats there. Yeah. But it, it's so hard to see them, the Orioles be so bad. Here's how I look at it, Ken. Uh, and I am going tomorrow night with my wife, my son, and my daughter. And, uh, and I'm, yeah, I've been thinking about it all day. It's kind of crazy. And uh, I'm excited to take my family to Camden Yards. As a Nats fan, the Oriole players, that amazing stadium, will always be something very, very special mm-hmm. to me. Uh, the way I see it, bud, not having a team for so long, yeah. all those years, is I'm looking at it as... A college rental. It was a rental during and after college. I'm talking about Camden Yards as we mm-hmm. speak. And I mean, it was a hell of a place to live in college. Don't get me wrong. It was a great place with a, a ton of great memories, uh, a ton of excitement. And, and like I said, it was never, it was never the, the home team. It was the closest to home team. It was a great place to go. It was a great place to rent. And it was time to come home and buy a place. And that's what happened with guys like you and me, I believe. Uh, yeah. No ill will towards any 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 players or, or the stadium or, you know, I think probably that, that about ends it. Uh, it all, but I mean, so it's so then you know we are a little different in that regard, I guess, because I it, this always brings me back to the decision, not LeBron's decision, but my decision when they announced baseball was coming to Washington. When they announced baseball was coming to Washington, it was the decision had already been made, obviously, uh, and and Nationals it was, but. I mean, I did grow up rooting for a team. And this sure. game, and, and more so, again, more so than the games when Baltimore is in D.C., because I feel that, to me, that's home. Um, and the Orioles are a road team. But when I, every year, and I love it, every year when I watch 
the Nats play in Baltimore, it brings that all the way back to the service for me. And it was a hard thing. And I, you know, my kids factored in and like the future of what this, you know, we'll be watching in this house and how, you know, they'll be raised was involved, you know, and it's so, you know, I, this is a very reflective period of the season. Yeah. And I will reflect upon the Cal Ripken days with Eddie Murray and, mm-hmm. and the Earl Weaver tirades on the, on the home plate and, the, and, and going to. Uh, the only losing game of the series in 83 as I sat there in the stands. I didn't have a great year in 83. Hit the Super yeah. Bowl. Skins lost to the Raiders. Hit the O's, O's one game they lost out of seven in the World Series. Uh, but it's going to be cool to talk about that stuff with my son, who's a budding yeah. diehard Nats fan. It's going to be cool for my wife and I, who are in the same position. She's local. She's the same thing. We, you know, we rooted for the Orioles. It was our, it was our thing. It was never our city, but it was our team. And I yeah. think a lot of people had to make that choice. And and, and, and the choice was stick with that team or stick with your city. And uh, there were some other mitigating factors involved also. The steroid scandal that had kind of rocked baseball turned some people off to the sport in general yep. for a time. Not me so much. I, I was a bit disinterested, but I wasn't just turned off by it. Uh, and I no one it. jumped the Baltimore ship for an awesome uh, World Series contender in, in D.C. You know, you, got, you, got, you definitely have that all day because the Orioles and Nationals together were terrible for a very long time. This was not a shiny new toy. No, 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 no. Um, but I rooted for the Orioles like I root for any team. You know, how, how many Leo Gomez references have I made? Uh, more, yeah. than, more, oh, more than there should have been. Um, Joe Orsalak, you know, the, I don't know, you know, Chris Hoyles. So, I, you know, I, I rooted for that team the way I root, would root for any team. And that's how I root for the Nationals now. Right. And, but I, I just... Don't want it to go unsaid, and don't think there's an exceptionally high number of Orioles fans that listen to the Nat Shift. But I think I love the Baltimore fan base, um, the Baltimore Orioles fan base. I think Baltimore Orioles fans are salt of the earth individuals for the most part. I'm not. It would be way too general to get negative about that. Of course, mm-hmm. you know I've taken a lot of flack from kids from that are 10 to 15 years younger than me that have no idea what my position is, but. You know, while I was there, it was a great time. I've never rooted against them for, for any reason whatsoever. I, I, I couldn't. Uh, but there has been some, some family squabbles. I mean, my two little brothers are both diehard Orioles fans. With a father who's a Red Sox fan after baseball left D.C., you know, I was never given, you know, I was never passed down the family heritage of rooting for the Baltimore Orioles. He didn't give a damn about the Orioles. And he didn't right. dislike them, but, he, you know, he was, he was indifferent. So this was kind of, and, and Cal Ripken was my idol. That's the reason why we rooted and rooted, and that's, that's who we all wanted to be. We all yeah. fought for number eight in Little League. But, I, you know, I just, for me, it was just, I never felt the way I felt, the way I felt at Memorial Stadium and then Camden Yards, I did feel welcome as an Orioles fan. I did feel like I was a part of it. Yeah. But I did never once felt like I did when I was at RFK with the stadium rocking. Yeah. I felt like that was where I belonged. I, I almost yeah, felt like a, a, a highly respected guest. At Memorial in Camden. Yep. I felt like I was welcome there, but it was kind of like, all right, we'll take you. You're one of us, but not really at the core of it. And and I just give Baltimore, give to Baltimore what is Baltimore's. And yeah. the Orioles and the Ravens are Baltimore's. Sure. And um, and I give to D.C. what is D.C.'s, and that's that's our team's. Um, and and you know what? I, I One thing I've, I have noticed about these two groups of people we're talking about right now, those who... Um, State O's fans and those who um, were Washington fans, and the people who the, 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 of our friends who State stayed O's, they're more likely to say something like, "Oh, you know, uh, I'm I'm thinking about 
dropping the Redskins, you know, root for Ravens. They are Maryland's team after all. And not a single person of my in my friends or circle of friends who went Nats has ever wavered in any in, in, for, on the Redskins in any way whatsoever that I can personally attest to. And I think it's it's notable. Yeah. Notable. Yeah, it's also notable a lot of these guys they like to put it in your face that you sold out your team. And I and you know what? It was never my team to begin with. That's what I always said. It was a it was mm-hmm. a it was a dearly beloved neighbor rental neighborhood rental to me that I really enjoyed tremendously. But it wasn't my blood. Yeah. It wasn't my soul. It wasn't my heart. Understood. And and, and that's why the, the decision well, it happened while I was living in DC, which helped, but you know, yeah, I was born and raised in Maryland, but I've always been a DC guy. Of course. You know, I mean, we're Baltimore DC was 45 suburb. minutes away. DC was five. Not we were, a Baltimore that was, suburb. Right. It was exactly. And uh, yeah, when you go on vacation, you don't say I'm from Baltimore. Nope. You, you just don't. You don't say no. I'm from Maryland. I went to college in DC. Baltimore, and yeah. I was known as from being yeah. from DC. Yep. Uh, so, so there. Yeah. So, so th- there's that. All right. So, th- that's th- this is very. This is like a. Th- I feel like it's uh, a different kind of therapy session every year when uh, Washington plays the the O's and uh, Scout. My dog is. He's really struggling with it. And you can yeah. hear him. He's, he's doing a little barking. He thinks that Michael Taylor is safe. They're challenging it right now. When you catch this show, you're catching us at Nats 3, O's 2, top of the sixth with two outs. Yeah. And uh, he's Scott's a little upset as to why they would have sent the runner there at the end of the inning with yeah. Manny Machado standing in the on-deck circle with Hellickson on his final legs. Uh, I question that myself. Yeah. But uh, Oh, and he's in there. What a uh, safe call. We got a safe call, right? I'm telling you, which, I mean, this guy, he, he's in there. He's in there. Michael A. is safe. And the Nets had a good week. The Nets had a great week. You know, what did we ask for when we got off the air last week? I wanted to be in third place. I said, you yep. know what? Let's go from fourth to third, which I think, in fact, we actually were by the end of that night. Yep. I asked for a four and two or a five and one week. They handed us a five and one. And a W in Baltimore on Monday, heading into the series, not behind the eight ball. And uh, you know, I really appreciate my team for doing that for uh, for the good guys. You know, winning a series with Max Scherzer on the hill tomorrow night is always a distinct possibility. But hanging in this one and and, and possibly having a chance for a sweep tomorrow night is so big for us. Ken, I've noticed that if we win these next two games right now, we have the best record in Major League Baseball in the month of May. No one in baseball, if we win tonight and tomorrow night, will have a better record percentage-wise, than the Washington Nationals. We've won 19 of our last 25. May has been sweet to us. What a month. What are we, 17 and 5, 17 and 6 17 and 6. Uh, yeah, and, you know, there's still time. we got three games left, including the yeah. one we're in the middle of, um, to get to 20 wins in a month. And, and, you know, my weekly goal that I track is 100 wins, um, We'd have to go 70 and 40. When I when waking up this morning, we have to go 70 and 40. And that's lofty. That's a 60, just, just barely under 64% winning percentage clip. There's three teams, I believe, in the majors that are at or better than that um, on the season. Uh, you know, I think uh, the, the Strohs, right? Uh, Red Sox and Yankees. Yeah. So they'd have to be in, they'd have to be playing. So as good as those guys are playing through 50 games, the uh, Nats would have to play that well through the last 110. That's a, that's a tall order, um, but it's it's not out of the question with, with these guys. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but the fact remains that we lead the Major League Baseball in most players on the DL and most impact starters on the DL. I mean, it's just a fact of the matter. 
This is what happens. This is Nats baseball. We get guys hurt, and we got guys filling in left and right, and we still are playing at the level this month. And, and, and man, I'm telling you, Murphy Davey, update. Davey, Murphy's playing double-A ball. Murphy's, uh, he's, he's active, active playing with, uh, he's getting with hits. I think Goodwin and Murphy are, are in double-A. Yeah. I know Eaton took BP in Camden Yards yesterday. Didn't hear the reports out of there today. But that's a huge, huge deal right there. That's, my, that's what it, we always talk about in the go-to. Uh, the, the Nationals organization is so strong uh, that if you're, you're just going to get you, – like, imagine being the team that shows up and has to play Daniel Murphy um, in, in the minor league game. You know, some kid – I mean, it's great. It's great for everybody. I mean, it's great for minor league baseball. I worked for the Bowie Bay Sox for yeah. years. I love the minor league baseball scene. It's awesome. Um, it, it, for that double-A squad, you know, the Bowie Bay Sox were double-A – but they were also the closest in proximity, so a lot of guys did warm-up uh, games, and you know, um, Armando Benitez and, and all these guys would come down to Bowie and, and do stuff. So I can imagine if you're that minor league team for the Nats, I mean, you're you're cycling through some pretty amazing players. That you're going to sell some seats. Well, multiple things pop into my head. One being Anthony Rendon going down for his rehab assignment about three weeks ago comes back with a. Uh, with a major league version of, of the legend that is to be, Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. He comes back and says, there's this kid down there. You guys got to see him. He is the real deal. When he comes up, he'll be around for a long, long time. That was a week before we called Soto up. Uh, it was pretty neat that you got a guy like Rendon, who's, who's been the guy for so long, who, who, who sees a talent like that and yeah. says, they ain't lying. And then you got a guy like Rizzo, who puts together this depth, the guy, that, the guy that's just made excellent decision after excellent decision. I just noticed tonight... You know, I'm not trying to harp on the O's. They just have to be the team on the television. But Chris Davis, Crush signs that ridiculous deal. He's making $21 million. He's played 48 games. He's got four dongs this year. We got, a, we got a Mark Reynolds signing about two and a half weeks ago. Homeboy has played 12 games. We gave him a million dollars. He's already hit six dongs. Well, those I mean, don't clean dongs. Like the, the, they, are, they, are, they, are do, they are washed. They're washed and clean. Yes. And, and uh, all sorts of flavors from caramel, they chocolate, are, they are vanilla. Stuck. People, because you know, people want want to say Ryan Zimmerman is some kind of uh, you know anchor tied to our necks, sinking us, sinking us in the deep end. Put it this way: he's 33 years old, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I think he'll be after this season. We have two more years of, of Ryan Zimmerman at 18 million dollars a year. Now that sounds like a lot. Guess what? It's not. Uh, he he'll be younger and um, uh, making, and he'll be making less than Jason Worth was on the backside of that deal, which was. Still, at the, at the end of it, I thought somewhat reasonable. Um, Ryan Zimmerman is going to make a difference for the Washington Nationals when he has a bat in his hands, um, and we have two and a half more seasons of him. And I promise you that that you know, unlike the bad contract you bring up with, in Chris Davis and the the ways in which that front office has has hamstrung this uh, this yeah. organization, the Nationals are the are not maybe not the polar opposite, but they are not in any way. And we're bringing up. Who, who I think is going to be the rookie of the year, Juan Soto. We're yeah. bringing up, we're still bringing up phenoms. We're still bringing up guys who just have, like, hey, you know what? Uh, let's bring up this guy, and he's a and he's a starter. And we'd have had another phenom up here if he didn't have a little elbow situation yeah. a couple weeks back. He he was a rookie of the year potential guy. Anytime you're a top five prospect yeah. in the major leagues, you're a rookie of the year. You you brought up another guy uh, who's coming up soon here, Vlad Jr. Yeah, Vlad Jr. Yeah, and he's like we said, we we both love the term "all of it," and uh, and the hype coming with him is as big as as the talent. So that's gonna be very interesting to watch. 
Juan Soto certainly got a leg up. Yeah, on no one's going to root against Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Nah. I, I love, I love the idea. I can't wait to root, to root for him, um, be a fan of his. But Juan Soto, I, you know, I said it the day that he came here uh, when he got called up because you know, Nat Scraps, we've been giving you a healthy uh, servant of Juan Soto for a while. There's a reason why they drew a line and refused to trade this guy. Um, Kevin and I were talking before the show. It's something that I think is important. We always talk about, like, know, know your 40-man roster, um, know what kind of front office you have, what, what they like to develop, what they're good at, what they're bad at. Um, I think Rizzo struggles sometimes at, with the uh, late trade. I think he's, what he's done an amazing job of is the front office contracts and the minor league system. And most GMs worth their salt will trade any prospect they have, for the most part, to get a top-of-the-line proven veteran at the deadline or or under control for some time. They'll just do it. You have to. Everyone does. They said no chance with Juan Soto. And and, and I'm, I'm just, he's a rookie of the year candidate because I think he's going to lock down that spot. He's going to get all the at-bats, uh, and he's going to fill up the stat sheet. I don't think we've seen what he's all about yet. I don't. And that being said, I don't think we've seen what Rizzo's all about at the trade deadline because Ooh. I do believe he's been hamstrung by the learners, year in, year out, as, as new-ish owners. I like that because I don't have enough of that in my life. I don't have enough people telling me to blame it on the learners because I have struggled with Rizzo. Well, I'm, I'm, not try, I'm, not try, I'm sorry. I'm not, trying to be, yeah. I'm not trying to be negative about the ownership. No, no, no if, it's good, though. It, that, that, that's, it's a reason why. Without a doubt, they, they, they need actively to be involved. And they, 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 they've micromanaged up to this point, and, you, and yeah. you've noticed it in the Dominican. With the, and in 2014, when they made the adjustment to not be actively involved in every single signing of one of these kids, they, they finally got to the point where they thought, all right, these kids down in the Dominican are not just trying to steal my money. We just put someone in charge, make them in charge of decisions, and hold him accountable. And it's the first time that they did that, and you've seen what's happened since. Juan Soto, for example, one of those guys. We gave an all-time record amount lump sum to him, and we did not have to check in with the learners before this. This yep. was a situation that they lived and learned from. And if that's the situation that happened in the Dominican, I hope it comes up north because right now at this trade deadline, when business happens fast, when things are moving 100 miles an hour, and you are on a deadline, and Rizzo's been, I think, a bit handcuffed by the inability or ability of the learners to get involved and, 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 and kibosh this and have, have questions about that. It's happening too fast. And a guy like Rizzo, knows, he knows what's up. He knows what he wants. He knows what he needs. Yep. It's time oh, yeah. this year at the trade deadline we let Rizzo make that move that gets us over the hump come October. So I was a huge proponent of adding Verlander last year. That was the one move that got away from us, in my personal opinion. Um, and all for all, the, and, and obviously we can look back at it and say that you know everything that people were worried about never came to, to transpire, and, and, and he's even still, and he's under, he, you know, he was coming back, and obviously there's a lot of money attached to that, uh, but um, he was a difference maker. I think things go differently with him, but you know whatever. Uh, I that was a move I, I blamed a little bit of Rizzo on, but I also can see why the learners could have been not too excited about paying a guy that age that amount of money to come back. It, it hey. He was, yep. he was getting paid like a Max Scherzer. Um, so I get it. But I, 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 want him, um, I want him to be aggressive. This, you know, I think this is the time to be aggressive. But, it, but getting back to what he has to play with, uh, the other thing, common thing you'll hear from Nats fans or you know, people who follow baseball, they'll say, you know, well, we have a depleted system. You know, we're, we don't have anyone left. Uh, we've made all our deals. We've gotten rid of all of our prospects. And I'm just telling you, not true. And... 
Do, do your homework. Do your homework. We are we have we have a very stocked pool. Um, this pond is is you can fish in it today and tomorrow and for the you can feed your family for the and next it's for the set year. up. Yep. For, for the long run as well. It's super deep in the middle, meaning I always talk about a farm system as being one year out, two years out, three years out. They've been about two years out now for about a year and a half. Um, after they did get rid of some, some top-line guys, you know, you get rid of the uh, uh, Fernando and uh, the, the and Giolito, and you get rid of some of these guys who were young talent, but you do get rid of them. Now, that's, that takes a little top-heaviness off. Uh, you're missing Coda Glover, who was part of that top-heaviness. He's hurt. Um, but you're getting, you're, and you're got, and you have Juan Soto. You're still thinking about Victor Robles, and let me just make sure all Nationals fans understand: Victor Robles was untouchable, as untouchable as Juan Soto all off season. If Juan Soto continues to uh, push above 300 and continues to show power, steals bases apparently, and plays well defensively, I'm I'm not trading Victor Robles personally, especially not until I know what's happening with Bryce Harper. Um, but if they were to, to do a extension on Bryce Harper early, like they did kind of Steven Strasburg style, man, I can see a Victor Robles deal happening. I, can, I absolutely can. I think that would have to be hand-in-hand. Hand. I think yeah, those course. two guys are a certain luxury to have waiting in the wings as the rest of the nation thinks that we're sitting here on bated breath. And we're very excited about having him back. Yes. We're also very confident about where we're headed. In both corners of the outfield, and I mean, up the middle. Someone could. I mean, listen. All opportunity, all possibilities exist. You know, the idea that you could call up Robles uh, and, and 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 our favorite guy Eaton hopefully comes back and is a factor in all this. And and in uh, Eaton Harper Soto outfield. As much as I love Michael A, um, he's going to play. He's going to be at worst case scenario uh, a defensive uh, solution. In the seventh, uh, eighth, and ninth innings, we, worst do a, case scenario. we do a hell of a job getting guys run, getting that bats, getting yeah. starts. But if you want to put Adam Eaton at the top of the lineup for the first six innings, and then say, "Hey, listen, buddy, you know you've been nursing back ten billion injuries. We're going to give Michael A. You know, you get seven, he'll get two, almost you know on an average nightly basis. You know, I, I think that kind of situation could, could work because um, Rizzo is going to have to. There's going to you know there's going to be somebody involved in a major deal. I think because I think. Um, you're going to hit the trade deadline looking uh, hopefully eye-to-eye, if not slightly up at teams like uh, Houston um, and then on the AL side, you know, teams like Boston and New York. And if you fancy yourself a World Series, true World Series contender, um, and you feel like you might need another bullet, you know, in the holster um, to go against those guys this year, because you can't. Yeah. You have and, to. And I'll be devil's advocate here. You know, I'm a Geo guy. I've, I've loved what he's done the last year and a half. I, 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 I predicted he'd be an all-star. I think he's well on his way. His style of pitching, his style of getting in trouble, his mafia style of creating problems and then solving said problems and, yep. and, and keeping the ERA under three and doing his thing does not necessarily translate that well to postseason baseball. You don't mess around walking guys. You don't give up stu- silly base hits and blah, blah. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not going to be a stud, but if we're if we're serious about this, if we're getting damn serious about winning something here, and we go, we, I don't know if we go in with him as our number three guy again. I always agree with that sentiment because that's how I always feel. Um, but he is a playoff staple for this national starting rotation, and he and he gets it. And I'm not saying he, he did bad. I'm not know. saying he did bad. I'm talking about shut down 
October Chris Fall Air Baseball. I might Helixon him in the playoffs in a way that maybe Without wasn't a doubt. before. Without maybe a doubt. that's maybe I'm, that's my. I might my... Helixon him from the bullpen at times yeah. as well. Yeah. But but without a doubt, his talent is undeniable. I'm just talking about his style of, yeah. it's a tad bit bipolar. You know, he'll come down and mow down the first. His first inning used to be the thing. Now he comes out there, has two great innings, and then just, just, just boneheaded 42-pitch third inning. And yep. you're like, dang it. But, yep. you know, when he has a nine-pitch and a 13-pitch, first and second, the, you know, the sum of all the parts is a little bit different. But he, gets, you, he gets you but through a regular one season. one inning costs you in the postseason, and I'm nervous about his fourth inning in game three. That's the only thing that scares me. Now, at the end of the day, it might say he gave up two runs and six hits and seven innings of starting ball, and that's great. It's just I'm looking for that consistency, that dominance, that Oral Hershiser, that, that uh, what's his – we haven't seen him in a minute from the Giants, but, God, I love him. Mad bum. I uh, love him. So, and now who I think, by the way, should or could be available in a deal. Uh, we'll be, we'll, it'll be interesting to see if the Giants – because the NOS is actually just a total – yeah, but they're yeah, but they're they're a mess Shooting right now show. as well. They're, they're, um, they're right in the middle of that mess. I mean, you look, you're talking about the you're talking about the best ERA on our starting rotation right now. I know it's unbelievable. I know, I, I know I, it. So I, I know it. But but again, so right now, Gio Gonzalez is our number three starter if the playoffs started today. But um, if Rizzo does a Verlander deal, like he almost could have done last year, um, maybe maybe not. But if if we get Verlander, it's Scherzer, Strasburg. Verlander. Or and this year's no Verlander argument. is what you're saying. What's that? This year's Verlander. Whatever this year's Verlander is. we ain't getting is. Verlander this year. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, 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 I, I think you march into the playoffs yeah. with, a, with a Gio Gonzalez, who's all of a sudden whose stats show that he's not getting, you know, whored by the bullpen. And all of a sudden, you know, you go into the playoffs feeling a lot better about him just based on the number. I mean, 6-2 and two, last year, his, this same kind of performance that he, he's 6-2 and two at this year was like, Three and six, or three and five, or something crazy stupid. It is hard for me to get the yeah. image of him throwing the ball off the top of the backstop from the pitcher's mound out of my head. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't, I can't understand where something like that comes from. Yep. But then again, I also can't understand how he gets out of these jams with runners on second and third with a monster bat at the plate and somehow pulls it out of his ass. I, you know, it just seems to be his style. And all I'm saying is that style scares the crap out of me. That's it. Not the man, not the talent. Yeah. I, I, I am all the way with you. I felt this way about him going into the playoffs every single time yeah. we've gone into the playoffs with him as a number three starter, praying and hoping sometimes that Tanner Roark had done just enough in September to move into the third spot. And, and by virtue of his leftiness and his overall performance, that's never it hasn't been the case. Joe Ross hasn't gotten, gotten there. Nope. Uh, so. Well, he hasn't had the ability to, but yeah. Yes. And if we, there will be a guy who someone's willing to trade um, who could take Geo's spot in the playoff rotation. Let's just say that. And also, uh, playoff deadline's fair game from this point forward because it's, it's mid July, right? Yeah. I mean, and we're 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 kicking off June next. We won't talk again until uh, you know middle, middle, late middle of the first week of June. I know That's, June fifth. Yeah, I, I mean, it's late middle. Um, all right. So who had the best week? Our boy, our guy. Now, I'm, I'm also going to say Max Scherzer might have moved into first place for me as favorite net, and it's a fluid situation. But Anthony Rendon is adored on this program, in it's, this city, it's the year and of on Rendon. that team. It's the year of Rendon. And uh, I'm telling you, two bags. You, know, you only feel good about yourself on a week when two bags gets four of them. Four doubles for Rendon this week. Nine for 20 on the week with six extra base hits, four doubles, and two home runs. I mean, come on. It's about time. Uh, he had nine hits in, in the six games. 
You know, that, that, that's the guy that we know and love. That This is the guy that we missed. Four RBIs. This is what we're talking about. This little short, compact, sweet swing, effortless. That's the guy. Hitting the three-run home run last night to break it open against the Orioles. That, that's the guy. That's our guy. This is who we've been waiting on. Not that he's been struggling, struggling. Yep. But, you know, all of a sudden, you notice about him, two home runs week two of the season. All of a sudden, he's got 22 of them in two and a half months. You know how he piles it on when it comes. And the the great you know thing about Rendon is uh, he's not a slow starter in the in the sense that guys have have kind of horrid statistical starts and then have great finishes. For him, a slow start is like two eighty five, right? And you know, and and maybe not quite as many doubles as you expect. And he kind of gets lost in the shovel. You know, he sat for a couple games. He was a little nicked early, um, but. He, he just, all he does is get hits, get doubles. He plays a mean third base. And at the end of the season, he's a top five-ish MVP candidate, you yeah. know, based on his total resume for 162 games. It's that amazing look on his face. You know, he hits, he has 10 RBIs in one game last year. That's like, so do you, have, cool. do, you, do you have 10 RBIs tonight? And he's like, nah, I didn't. It'd be a lot cooler if I did. You know, he just has yeah. that, like, that yeah. Texas boy Country, laid back, suave, just like easy going. I love it. Hey, Coach, Ricka, if you're listening tonight, I hope that you are. I know JD and, and Keith aren't because they're always dogs and, and their team is getting killed. But um, you know, you know who was, uh, you know who owned Anthony Rendon on that 10 RBI night and the glory <laughs> that I enjoyed from the Ricka family for that that on that day. Uh, that's that's a solid walk down memory lane, Kevin. Yeah, man. That day was amazing. Well, he's going to say right back at you, Ken Marangola. You know who I picked up two weeks ago. Did he get, did he get a, Tony? A month ago. No. Mr. Matt Adams is, oh, now, is hey. now who also had a ridiculous week. Yeah, so guys. how many home runs did he have? Did he just have the one or did he have the two? He had two. Okay. He was seven for 18 this week. I mean, are you talking to that, – that, that type of production is just bizarre. You want to worry about when we, we're going to get Zimmerman back and what's he going to do? Know. Guess what? It doesn't matter. If he's awesome, then we have an awesome guy. We have two awesome guys who hit homers. It's crazy. Led, you know, tied with Harper for the, lead, for the team lead and, and RBIs in a nat shift week. Uh, I, I love watching the guy line up, just get into the batter's box. You just know you're not getting cheated. He's not getting cheated. We're not getting cheated. He never gets fooled to the point where he just walks away. Not, he always, always fights battles. He fouls off a million pitches. And when he gets his pitch, he usually puts it where the sun don't shine. Yeah. That was a bit. That was, a, that was just, those are my two top guys there. I don't want, we can go all day, but. I like what Wander did. I mean, he, he, did, he did okay. Wander was all right. But before, before we move on, can we, just, can we just, just say this out loud? Yep. Michael A. Taylor, Ken. Six for 20. You know, he had his eight strikeouts, but five of those six hits were extra base. Yes. Three doubles, a triple, and a home run. And, you know, if he can be anywhere above the Mendoza line, and, and, and if not closer to 250, he's still going to be athletic enough to get the job done out there for us. But, you know, we've given him a hard time here as of late. He's, he's earned it in the batter's box. He's also earned his uh, applause in the center field position defensively. Man, that throwout was insane. It's insane what he can do. They said it was 98 miles an hour yeah. on, on a line from center field to home plate. I don't think people realize the level of athlete this human being is. Yeah, Victor Robles can replace a lot of what Michael A. Taylor does, but I until I see someone throw it 98 miles an hour on a line to the catcher who gets the out that saves the game, uh, 
you know, that those are shoes that belong only to Michael A. Taylor at this point in time. Well, I like five extra base hits in six games. That's yep. a big it's a big thing for him. That's something he can he can build on. Let's keep it going, Michael A. And uh, you know, you, I know you like you, your guy Swero. I like Dew coming back from his one blown save last week and just lights out, you know, three appearances. You know, 3.2 innings, six strikeouts, zero walks, zero hits, zero earned runs. You yep. know, that's, that stat line has been his religiously for nine straight weeks. And I don't think people realize because he hasn't had a ton of appearances. The way we've won some of these games and, and how it's gone, you know, he's not just been overused. And I think we've made deals with, with these uh, veteran guys. You know, Madsen knows that we're going to give him a save or two. Kinsler's going to get a save or two. So they can get some of that money that, you know, is given to the closer as opposed to the eighth inning guy. Yep. You know, they're, they're, we're, we're classy enough of an organization to put that on a guy's resume because it's going to help us as well in the long run when we need him to be flexible. So Doolittle has been a, 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 just a superstar in the ballpen, the MVP of the ballpen this season. Yep. Even though the, the save numbers aren't going to be up there ridiculously, he's been a super stud. I love – I mean, he's so – we're, the uh, other kind of common thread that ties together all of our shows at this point in time as we lead up to uh, the All-Star break is that the game will be here in D.C., which um, Washington Nationals will uh, make the All-Star team. When we did a projection before the season, you know, Sean Doolittle was um, someone I, I suggested because I thought I thought we 30 wins is, is not terrible, but I thought um, we would have got maybe a few more wins and put Doolittle in a few more um, safe situations. The league leader right now is Wade Davis um, out in Colorado. Uh, Doolittle's tied for six with 11. So he's seven off the pace. Um, but he's he's not taking nights off. I mean, he, he, he's been given a night off here and there. Yes. But he's gone back to back uh, just in the la- since the last week we spoke. Um, and, you know, he's, he, on this team, you can, you can rack up some saves. So... Um, especially when our starters are just continuing to be the best starting rotation in, in the uh, you know MLB. I, I know for sure the National League, but I'm, I think they're actually number one in, in all all of the majors. Yeah, it, it's bizarre what they've done, how consistent they've been. Uh, I can't imagine there'd be more quality starts anywhere. And week in, week out, I, I just adore the production. Adore it. What do we have coming up? Uh, so we're going to finish out this Baltimore series. We do have Scherzer on the mound to close it out tomorrow night. Um, we are. We got our first first place battle, I think, coming up here, Ken. Well, the that's what that's right because a uh, battle for first, a battle for first. It's an NL East four game set in Atlanta. Um, uh, it, it's I want to say get your popcorn ready, you know. But as far as the standings are concerned, something goes going to happen in in this series because there's three teams that are just completely you know intertwined: the Phillies, Braves, and Nationals. A four-game set, uh, hopefully against a hot Nationals team, could go a long way towards uh, deciding and determining what's what's going on um, in the NL East. Uh, we're surging. If you if you follow national like power rankings, the ESPN, CBS Sports Line, Yahoo, uh, a couple other uh, places, Sports Illustrated, you haven't seen you, the Nats are there again. They're top five. Everyone sees who they are, what they're all about, and they know that. Who's not there and who's on the way back? Yeah, the pit bull in the front yard hasn't been tied up to the pole. Yeah. Yep. Adam Eaton has not come back. And Daniel Murphy might be the most talented hitter, consistent hitter on this ball club yep. for the last two years. And you got uh, Wilmer, who in the, oh, in the last seven days he had, what, 550? He was 225, um, 227 batting average. I, I, he, I love him. I, the team loves him. 
I think the, the best part about this 30-win start is that we got a lot of those wins with guys we weren't expecting to count on. Uh, that that's that's good. That's a good thing. And you know, because we're going to be expecting to count on Daniel Murphy, we're going to be expecting to count on Adam Eaton, and we're going to be expecting to count on Ryan Zimmerman in a lot of moments between July and September. But we also know that we're not throwing Wilmer Defoe up in the in the in the bottom of the fifth, you know, against the Dodgers and, and against you know uh, Clayton Kershaw to to, to close yeah. out a series. We, we got guys who have yeah. gotten some yeah, reps. We're not going to see Key Boom. Uh, no. Having one of those at bats. No, uh, no more Adrian Sanchez. Stevenson will be back. Yes, that's going to be the difference between this team and that team. But one thing we have to guard against is we understand when that when that when the cavalry comes, just like last year, they they're not shooting straight right away. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Daniel Murphy's got the approach at the plate to be able to get hot right away. You know, he, he's not complex. He doesn't have the high leg kick. It's not. A, he is foot on the ground. Yeah. You know, Hit the baseball. Hit the baseball. And, and, and swing plane. That, that's his deal. So he might be able to come. These guys aren't going to show up hitting the ball out of the park and, and batting 400. So there's going to be a little period of adjustment. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're melded. Davey Martinez, have at it, my man. This is, uh, this is why that's, we brought you here. That's what it comes all down to is going to come down to him. Because imagine my kind of glee, my giddiness. So I, I love watching, you know, the Nationals, obviously. I watch, love watching that TV show that I call Nationals Baseball. There's three major characters. Like, one-third of our lineup will be completely different for at least a stretch of time um, when, they, when they're working Murphy, Zimmerman, and Eaton back in. I mean, I, we're going to get a chance to watch a show that we haven't seen yet this season. Mm-hmm. And we're scraping the uh, top of the NL East right now uh, without these guys. And um, it's just, it's not the show you're about to be treated to. And, and, and... That's not saying anything bad about freaking Matt Adams and you know and Michael A. Taylor and Juan no, no, Soto. I mean, the, for God's sta- sake, the production of this stage crew just had the yeah. best May of any team in the universe. And all the understudies got called up, right. and they all won Tony Awards because yeah. we do a lot of uh, Broadway references on this show. Apparently, I was thinking of one in my head, but I couldn't come yes, up with one. Yes, that was yes, good. Yes, yes. So uh, nice, Tony. We're, we're in Atlanta before a short two-game set, which will catch us right in the middle of our next uh, uh, episode of The Nat Shift, next Tuesday night uh, in Nationals Park with Max Scherzer on the mound. Um, two-game set against uh, Tampa Bay, followed by a three-game set against San Francisco. Didn't go without noticing Hunter Strickland uh, is, is uh, right there in saves with... Um, uh, Do little, so obviously I need Do little to get some saves because F Hunter Strickland, obviously. Um, before uh, putting some work in in New York, I think the next national game we have will be um, Wednesday, June thirteenth in New York, uh, and I think Helixson. <laughs> you know it's either Helixson or Roark. In this case, it's Roark. Oh man! Uh, so good for him against Tanaka. Uh, that should be exciting. ESPN and Davey Martinez are not on the same page. No, although they did do it, they did realign us. Some weather helped the case, yeah. but we 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 did get uh, a Scherzer Strasburg uh, situation, you know, made right. I, I prefer Bob and FP to tell you the truth. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah, as do I. Uh, so until we see you uh, next time, hopefully um, I, let's set, let's set, set, let's set some goals. Last year, last week we last year we set some goals. Last week we set some goals and we got them. We got them fast uh, and we hit them. I mean, there's nothing. We what we wanted to do, we did. So we're just gonna say 
what are we going to do this week? I mean, I want to be in first. I mean, first place. Now, there's no excuse for us not to be in first the next time we have the show. Agreed. I would like to win the Atlanta series with a 3-1. I don't want to split there. I don't want a 2-2. 3-1 sends a message. I'd like to... I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like to go two and zero in Baltimore moving forward. Yep. With a win in Atlanta, and then uh, then we got what one Monday night with the Yankees. So we're asking for a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We. I'm I, asking so, for a lot. I mean, I think getting getting out of this Baltimore series with a sweep would be huge. But uh, winning winning the Brave series, and you know, because if you if you split, mm-hmm. we don't gain any ground. Um, we we gain two games mm-hmm. if we go three and one. I think that that is a worthy goal. Um, your, your addition is sweet as shit. Yeah, you know I do. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm good like that. Man. I got I have a whole team of people supporting me in my other ear, telling Protractors, me all tractors, compasses, and calculators, permutations and calculations. Um, mm. I don't know. I, I I feel good about things. I feel good. I feel like we're going in the right direction. I love. I love show the, some initiation. I love the scrap of this team. I love the toughness. I love it. I love it. This is what we're gonna need. This is what we haven't had. And when we get the pit bull back, and the Murph. Oh man, and and the captain. And there's 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 some dudes out there, but right now I'm loving what these guys are doing. I have no complaints, and we're not. Hey, we're not missing anyone. Nope. As far as the season goes, we need we need these guys, but we're not missing anything. You don't have the best record in Major League Baseball in the month of May when you're bullshitting around. Well said. I mean, I I I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for all of it, and uh, we got to be. We're going to be a first place team by the by the next time we talk. Um, on our way to a trade deadline where we're going to make, make a big splash. I believe so. And last but not least, uh, we're going to start next week's show. Not with uh, – this, this is this, – there's no I told you so's on the Nat shift. But there's confidence building. There's, there's a confidence like cloud that intensifies around certain arguments. And every week when we talk, I'll, I think that rookie of the year – cloud is going to intensify around Juan Soto. It's going to be it's going to be one of those things where you're like, yeah, of course. Um, he's he clearly he's in the conversation. Yeah, of course. Uh, clearly he's going to you know be getting votes. Yeah, of course he's the freaking rookie of the year. I mean, I I think that's where we're, that's where this conversation's going. Well, that conversation is going to lead to many more like yeah. is Adam Eaton healthy enough to play center field and keep Soto in left if Michael yeah. A doesn't start hitting the ball. Oh, uh, and and good point because calling Soto rookie of the year does imply that he Locks down that spot for the rest of the season, and I think that the answer to that is he. I think he does. That, that that left-handed swing says it all. Yeah, and we're and we're getting excited, and we're getting ahead of ourselves, and that's what the show is uh, best at doing. Why we came? Yeah, come on, it's Tuesday night. What are we supposed to do? Live in is live in a Monday world? I mean, this ain't this ain't. Shit, I thought it was Monday till like about <laughs> forty-five minutes ago. I know Memorial Day kind of crushes that. <laughs> Appreciate you, Kevin Ricca. Ken, I appreciate you. I love watching, talking, and, and living, love, and, and breathing the gnats. It's a journey. We we are we you know we don't we're not uh, we, we I wouldn't say we're seam heads the way some people are. I think we're we are riding the wave. I think I would say like more surfing style. Yeah. You know we're, we're um, fans uh, first and foremost, but we are gaining access. We're gonna have some cool interviews coming up here, um, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime. We're just living and breathing every single pitch that this amazing team uh, is giving us. Uh, and I don't think there's a single person who knows baseball that's sleeping on the Washington Nationals uh, at this point. Johan Solis is mowing down the O's. <laughs> Solis uh. is mowing down the O's. That is correct. Mm. They're the psychedelic. They're the, uh, I was going to say psychedelic furs. 
I don't know why. They're the Violent Femmes. They're the Violent Femmes, yeah. for some reason. Did you have a psychedelic fur song on earlier? Not today. All right, okay, all right. Until we speak again, which will be next Tuesday, I'm Ken Marangolo. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, we thank you for joining us to talk about the Washington Nationals on the Nat Shift.